Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. So I want to welcome everybody to Bold Leadership. It is going to be a great day. We have, as always, with us Phil Nichols, and today we have Gregory Hetty Coleman with us today, and he is he is a, an amazing man. He is an extremely passionate about seeing people going further, better in their personal and professional lives, and that he loves growing communities that lead to wins for everyone. Over the last 13 years, he has managed to serve the Oklahoma City metro area in several capacities while playing an intricate and intricate role in the awesome town he lives in Guthrie Oklahoma shout out for Guthrie folks however he is most proud of the relationship he has built with the great folks in both Guthrie and Oklahoma the Oklahoma City Metro Hetty currently serves as the pastor at North Church in Guthrie where he focuses on the passion of helping people grow a better community he is happily married to the beautiful Bernadette Coleman and Hetty and Burnett have three amazing dynamic children that they get the opportunity to raise in their favorite town Guthrie Oklahoma so with that Hetty welcome to the show and I got to ask first because call signs are important where did you get the call sign Hetty yeah so first of all thank you for having me I deeply appreciate you and uh, Phil allowing me to come on here and talk about something that I'm definitely passionate about maybe not have all the answers but I definitely are passionate about it so Hetty uh, I have a, a good size dome uh, my head <laughs> good size head when I was in high school, they actually had to go to UCO uh, to get my football helmet because uh, my head was a little big. And so my best friend's big brother uh, started calling me Hetty Lamar. That, uh, you know, it's not something that you would think is, is, would stick, but I started writing these stories, and we were trying to figure out what we are going to call these stories. And so uh, I had a dime, and my wife and I were sitting in the kitchen. I just started circling the dime and put some eyes on it. And it was like, we're going to call them Hetty stories. So once we started talking about Hetty stories, we started creating events around it, and it just stuck with me. Actually, when I turned 40, I uh, said I was going to go back to using my real name, and uh, one of my mentors was like, nobody even knows your real name. So, <laughs> so I stuck with Hetty. So I've been Hetty ever since, and I'm, I'm okay with it. My mom and everybody knows me, uh, calls me Gregory for the most part, and so it's good. So only when you're in trouble, you get called Gregory, right? Mom's jumping on you. Yeah, I understand. Sure. The, I understand. The, the funniest thing is whenever I came back to Guthrie, people were calling me Hetty. But people who were from Guthrie knew me as Gregory or Greg. And uh, I remember a lady calling me one day, and she's like, I met your twin brother. Uh, she said, I met Hetty at John Vance Motor. And I was like, well, I'm Hetty and Greg. And so <laughs> that was the best one ever that I've ever gotten. Well, and I had I had a different experience, you know, the first time, of course, I'd met Hetty years ago, and and I'm sitting there, and one day somebody says, well, yeah, I talked to your friend Greg, and I said, well, yeah, wh- I mean, which Greg's that? I said, Greg, Gregory Coleman. 
I said, I don't know Gregory Coleman. <laughs> Went off for about a minute, and finally I go, oh, you mean Hetty Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it can get a little confusing. Yeah, yeah. So we won't talk about what everybody in Guthrie calls me, Dave. No, it's no, I can't go there. Alone. No, no. So I'm gonna. I've only heard you. They call Phil. So. (laughs) So we'll go with Hetty today, if that's okay with you, because I'm a call sign guy, um, and and I appreciate that. So I want to start this by uh, asking you what your favorite leadership quote is, and then talk to us about how you apply that in your life, and then Phil, if you want to have some follow up, that'd be great. Sure. Oh, well, my favorite leadership quote is probably, uh, um, oh, my goodness, my mind just went blank. But if you lose your why, you lose your way. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I, can, I don't even know who came up with it. It's probably been around forever. But that's, that's been my favorite. And actually, I do these workshops called Go Win Workshops. And what I help people do is create their superhero list. And it's essentially a goals list. And one of the things that I always tell them to put underneath uh, whatever that is on their superhero list is their why. Because oftentimes when we lose that why, uh, we just kind of lose our way regarding the things that we know that we want to accomplish. For example, like me uh, trying to live a healthier life, exercising, eating right, and all those things. Sometimes when I get off track with that, I have to go back to the why. The why is, one, I want to continue to be uh, a husband to my wife and a great father to my children and also be able to serve my community in, in the way that uh, I believe God's called me to do. And so. That's my why. That's why I need to eat healthy. Now, it's still a challenge, but uh, that's my why. And so uh, I just try to encourage everybody to make sure that they put a why with whatever those things are that they want to accomplish. And sometimes when you can't find a why, it's probably something like, oh, I don't know if that's something that's super important for me to do. But uh, typically, when it's something important, there's going to be a why behind it. Mm -hmm. It kind of helps you keep it on track. Well, I know, Hedy, you know, this firsthand, just through our friendship and in our relationship that that is something that you literally walk out every day because you can't have a conversation with you without you asking that question either directly or just through the way you, you frame your words, you know, want to find out why, what is the why? And, and, you know, I know that Dave and I, and so much that we do, that's the first question we ask, you know, if you don't don't know the why it's going to get tough and you're going to give up. I mean, I mean, there's gotta be, it's gotta be a cause greater than some superficial thing. You know, it it can't be just because you want to have abs again, like we all used to have when we were 18, right? When you're of our age, I guess I'm older than both of you, but there's gotta be, yeah, but you gotta, there's gotta be a why. And obviously you're, you know, when I think of you, I think of your wives, there's just so darn many people that depend on you, whether it's at your church or in the community of Guthrie or, or, you know, your, your family, obviously, but, you know, to me, you know, I was making notes before tonight and I wrote down, um, I was just, just trying to gather my thoughts about how I feel about Hetty Coleman. And I wrote down the most inspirational man that I've ever met. And and he really is. And I've been around a lot, Dave, as you know, I've been around a lot of world-class leaders. And I think about the thing about Hetty is you always feel loved. You know, you always, you always feel important and, you know, that's, that's, that's incredible. And so hey, just briefly, just kind of talk about that. I mean, because anybody that knows you, I think the biggest thing is you just, you feel loved when you're done having a conversation with you. And was that something that just God led you to that? Or is that an intentional 
you know, just, are you just intentional in that? Or, I mean, just kind of walk us through that. Yeah. Uh, what, for me, being a person of faith, and of course, you know, I'm a pastor. Um, it was a time when I was, so I, I thought I was getting called into ministry to be a pulpit uh, preacher, meaning like, I just thought I would go and be in the pulpit and preach like my grandfather and buy a bunch of suits and that was going to be my, <laughs> you know, and I was going to be just uh, going around preaching. And then one day I was out running and, and God just kind of spoke to me. Uh, said, I, I didn't call you to that. I called you to outreach. And I was like, well, what is outreach? What does that mean? And he said, acts of kindness. And I think it was at that moment that I just uh, really began to be intentional as possible with just always being as kind as, kind as I possibly can to everybody. And the why behind that is so, at some point, those people will be like, why do you, why do you treat me like that? <laughs> this great opportunity to point them to Jesus Christ. Now, that may be through a text message, that may be somebody Facebooking me or whatever, but at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is about sharing Jesus Christ with as many people as I possibly can. And sometimes that opportunity comes through being kind to people. And so I just continue to work on it and do the best I can. Well, and I think too, you know, it's, it's contagious, you know, I mean, I, I told Hetty this, you know, I, uh, of course, I think, you know, everybody that knows us knows when Tanya and I lost our child, one of our chi children, uh, about a decade ago when he was 16, a lot of things happened in my life. One of the things that happened to me is I could, I could not be very nice sometimes and I could get very upset very easily. And, um, you know, Hetty had a big part in me really um, focusing on the positive of life and, and just that servant's mentality. And I think that's one thing that true leaders, Dave, you know, that true leaders many times don't know that the impact they have on people's lives, Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's a, um, you know, leadership is something that is many people try to pretend to be leaders, but you, you know it when you see it, right? I mean, it's one of those things that's hard, but when you see it, you know, you know, that that's what it is. And, um, that's what I think of when I, when I think of, of Hetty is just leadership and love and compassion and, and also pushing you, but he does it in a way that you don't feel, you know, you, he does it in such a loving way. It's, it's a positive experience. And so that's been a real, um, life lesson for me um is to you know just to be be so sincerely concerned about the other people that um they can receive your leadership or your direction then you know because if yeah. you know it all starts by being liked i mean you know if, if somebody doesn't like you they're not going to listen to you it doesn't matter yeah. if you could you can have the recipe to everything and if yeah. if you're not a nice person what do we do we tune people out so yeah. so it's a real interesting dynamic to say the least yeah so i'm heady i'm pretty certain you didn't come by this easy because leader, leaders are, are kind of it's kind of a thing you learn over time and how to deal with people so why don't you share with us your biggest leadership challenge that you've overcome and, and then how you overcame it and then any lessons you may have learned that are helpful to people that are wanting to get their life on track and, and be a leader and serve their team oh my goodness I mean, I think there's a couple of different things that come to my mind immediately. One is planning a church, uh, just having to uh, work with so many different people in, in, in a capacity that it's not even paid. Like, there's no paid staff at North Church. There's only volunteer leaders and volunteers who, who serve. And so um, 
that that's a challenge within itself to continue to to motivate and and encourage people in that in a way that they come and give their all every Sunday or throughout the week in whatever uh, capacity they're serving in. So that's probably been one of the biggest challenges. But I think it all goes back to me. For for me, is there's a scripture in the Bible, Romans twelve two, where it talks about this transformation happening as you continue to renew your mind. And so uh, I just continue to stay focused on who God is in my life and in the, on His Word and let it transform me. I, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Well, I think you're absolutely right on that. And how do you how do you apply this th- these lessons to uh, building the community as a leader and to into bridging gaps? Uh, because yeah. you know that that challenge of building a church is is really bridging gaps in the community because you it's a lot of work, frankly. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You know, one so there's a few different things. Like I think I have a few right things. So I talk about. What are the right things to be consistent in? So I, I have this hashtag that I use every, just about every time I text somebody or on social media, all these things, in, in this hashtag, go win. And I remember people started to ask me, what does go win mean? And at some point I came up with the definition. So I define go win as continuing or starting those things that make you successful spiritually and personally. Or I may say continuing or starting those things that allow you to go further in your story and uh, one of those things for me is noticing people so when you start talking about how do you get people to move forward how do you bring people together uh, I, I would say one of the things is I try to do is notice people I remember when I first started working at Academy Sports and Outdoors I would always try to get to work early and I would go around and I would greet everybody that was at the store that was working on that day and I would ask them something that I learned about them from the next day uh, the day before, if it was about their, their parents or if it was about their kids or being in college. And, and from that, at some point, they the people who were above me was like, hey, have you ever thought about going to management? And whenever they asked me that, I asked them, well, why would you want me to go to management? And they say, you come off kind of like a politician, but I think you really care about people. And we want to start having management who cares about people. And so I went into management uh, from that from that point. But I think it was because of that noticing others that it started allowing people to connect. But another great thing was they started noticing each other. You know, it started creating this thing to where we were forming a community from noticing one another. Another thing here in Guthrie, uh, I started this brand called Guthrie America. And I created these T-shirts. And when I first created these T-shirts, I just gave them to a few different people. And I asked them, can I interview them so I can share their story? Because what I knew would happen is when you start sharing people's story is one, other people learn from it. So if I share Phil's story, people will learn things from Phil that they can not only begin, also that they can apply to their own life. Another thing is our stories inspire one another. So I start sharing stories, and so now people are inspired. Like, I didn't know that about him. I didn't know he went and fought in, in, overseas. I didn't know that his mother hit died from cancer. He had those. People start learning from one another, and because of that, that's how we start connecting and begin to say, hey, we're a community. We're in this thing together. And so uh, I think for me as a leader, that's one of the main things that I try to do is make sure that not only am I noticing people, that I can create this opportunity for other people to notice one another. And from that, we begin to, what I say, link. I, I use this other hashtag, link people. And, and from that, we begin to learn, be inspired, uh, inspired by each other, connect, and that, from that, it grows community. That is awesome. It sounds like you like to tear down walls between people and make them uh, understand each other's perspective. 
by having this conversation. That's that's really amazing, frankly, in today's world. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just been intentional about doing that for for a while and, and and I always looking to get better at it. You know, I just think it's the it's the key ingredient to success. Uh, and again, not not to continue to go back to the Bible, but that's kind of where the 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 Bible talks about Christians being a body and it starts talking about uh you may be the hand and some are the feet and all what that says to me is like this is the way we have success is when we start linking together and begin to utilize one another's gifting in order to move forward. Um and so I just want to, if I can get great at one thing, it's, it's that noticing people and getting others to notice one another in a, in, a, in a way that's healthy. Bill, you had something you want to go ahead and shoot? Well, I uh, don't use the word shoot with me now, Dave. I, um, I know, I know. Darn special, yeah. special operators. <laughs> Bad call by the pilot over here. Uh, that's funny. No, I I think one of the things, too, that, that interests me, Hedy, is courses, you know, obviously you're, you're – you're a pastor of a church and you're also an entrepreneur. Um, you lead a lot of trainings and teachings all over uh, the country. And I mean, you just do a lot of different things, you know, and, and I know Dave is probably going to go into this, but I'll just take us there now. You know, what, you know, in, you're, you're currently making a run for, um, uh, to go work at the Capitol for the people yeah. of, of Oklahoma and kind of walk us through, you know, why because you know when 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 hetty and i first talked when he i think it surprised a lot of people um not because he wouldn't be great at it i'll do a shameless plug vote hetty um but but because he's just he's just so into so many different things that are that take a lot of time and yeah. And when I, I think the first time I saw you afterwards, I said, why on God's earth are you doing this? You know, uh -huh, <laughs> I, just, uh -huh. I just didn't, I, you know, I just didn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you are, but it's a lot. So just yeah. what was your thought process? Um, did you see a void there? Do you see just an opportunity just to, you know, to grow and to help more people? I mean, what, what was the, what's your why when it comes yeah, yeah. to, to this, this endeavor? Well, there are a couple of things. One would be, um, you know, when I go down to the Capitol, I don't see very many people who look like me, many uh, African-Americans. Uh, and, and I have African-American kids, you know, and I want my sons to be able to look at, up and see. Sometimes we move forward based on people that we can identify with. Yep. Like, yep. oh, if he can do it, I can do it. So that, that was one. Another thing was when people told me that there were 69,000 people, I think that's the, the amount of people that would be in my district. You know, that, that that gives me chill bumps to think that I can be able to serve 69,000 people and begin to connect them in a way that we begin to work together to, to allow for everybody to be successful to the best that we can. Another thing, I love creating uh, for rural uh, America. So creating opportunities for uh, rural America to grow and thrive was another thing. Like, how can I come in and help create policies around us beginning to, to allow rural America to thrive versus uh no longer exist and so those are some of the main things when i thought about that but again like my plate my plate is really full i get to do things i like and i'm not a money guy but i get to do a lot of great things that i really enjoy doing and it's not about money at all if you yep. live with me and, and look at my bank account you know that uh, <laughs> but i like entrepreneurship based on the opportunity to help people grow their story i think entrepreneurship is more about storytelling than making money you may you get the opportunity to make money, but a, a lot of it is about storytelling uh, for your life and creating, uh, being creative and, and doing things that, that uh, I hope 
uh, gets you to wake up every morning. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed about your campaign with uh, with Chuck Hall, your opponent, um, it's been a very classy, positive uh, few months, and I and I, yeah. and I congratulate both of you for that. I saw Chuck on Friday uh, and told him this as well that I appreciate just as a as as one of as one of your future constituents. I appreciate I appreciate two adults acting like adults yeah. and, you know, and, and, and really being above board towards one another. And so I just, you know, I thank you for that because it's uh, we see so much of the other stuff. Now you know, I, I expected that from you and, yeah. and to be quite frank, I expected it from Chuck. I mean, so it, neither one of you have disappointed us. And I, and I just wanted to thank you for that because it's been a real, it's been focused on issues and focused on ways that you guys can help. And to me, that's, what's great about Paul, you know, politics doesn't have to be an ugly thing. No, you know, it, it can, you know, obviously anybody that decides to run, you have two people that both want to serve, um, you know, so that's a great place to start, you know, but I think that is, uh, is just a, to me is one of the you talk about people winning, you know, after Tuesday night, we're going to win one way or the other, because I think we have, you know, in you, we have such a positive human being that just wants to bring people together and wants to serve. And that's, that's to me, why, why people should go into public service, you know, yeah. is to serve others, not to, you know, power or prestige or whatever, you know, whatever the case may yeah. be. But, yeah. but I, you know, I think that's a, that's a neat, neat thing. And so I, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I was texting with Chuck. I don't know. I was out late one night putting out signs or something and, and texting to just let him know, like, at some point I definitely want to give him kudos uh, on social media or whatever that may look like because sure. uh, you don't – he doesn't have to be that way. And he, and he is, and I, and I enjoy the fact that he's going about doing his campaign in this way. And I, yeah. I want us to set that example. I just think that uh, there's a great opportunity to be able to – even after this, to go around and kind of talk about how we managed to run a campaign that was, you know, in the, in the, in the best way possible. So. Well, and I think w one of the things, Hattie, that's been just really neat is, yeah, is that the people in your, you and Chuck, that you and Chuck are running against one another to represent, we're going to win either way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, I hope we win with Hetty there, but, yeah. but yeah, just my own personal uh, choice, but, but I, but I mean, just both real classy men that have done it the right way. And, and we, like I said, we just don't see that enough, no. you know, in politics today. So to me, that shows great leadership on both your parts. You know, it's, uh, it's just a real blessing that we are going to have a representative, um, you know, that conducted themselves correctly, in my opinion, through the campaign process. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks, leads, speaks a lot. that leads to the next question I want to ask, because this is important really important. And it's, you know, what do you see as the biggest leadership challenge facing Guthrie and facing Oklahoma City? And, and for that fact, facing the nation today, because again, you're a servant leader, leader, you're doing the right things. And I'm just curious what you see as the biggest challenge. And then how do you think you're going to overcome that challenge? What, what do you have in place to solve that problem? Because when there's a challenge, we should always be looking for solutions as a leader. Yeah, um, I think I'd stay on the theme of noticing uh, one another and not going too deep in, into some of the other things that we should. But uh, with noticing one another, I think we begin to recognize one another's needs 
Now, we may not all have the same needs, right. but I definitely feel like we can come together and help address each other's needs in a way that allows for us to thrive as, as a community and state. So if we know that there's a, for example, if there's an education need, how do we come together and solve that need together and, and, and what that may look like? And we know that there's a criminal justice need. How do we begin to work together to solve these different needs? And so uh, I think, one, we got to begin to look beyond ourselves or, 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 or really understand what our motives are when we go about doing things. And so, uh, again, not to go biblically, but there's a great uh, verse uh, in Acts. Uh, chapter two verses where it starts talking about people coming together and they started recognizing each other's needs and they started selling everything that they had and and then it goes on and it says that God started adding to them and I think some of that is be, even if you're not a Christian people understand when you start doing good for other people good starts happening to you right yep. and so yep. I think one of the things that I want to see is just make sure that we we understand that. And when I, you get down to the capital, I hope that there's a, a diverse group of people when we can start using my strengths are going to be different from Chuck's strengths. So right. when I get to the office, how do we begin to work together based on our strengths to do just that? Because it's all about, I think we create policies around people and, and people in order for us to succeed. And so when I was at the Chamber of Commerce, one of the things that I learned really quickly was the, uh, um, that if your community wasn't doing well, People weren't going to even even consider either moving here or bringing jobs here. So we, it's important that we're all doing well because that's what's going to attract other people to want to come here. So I, I want to get in there and, 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 and add that piece to what needs to happen. Well, I think that's important. I do. Go ahead, Phil. Well, I was just going to say, you know, there's so much negativity, you know, um, everywhere we look. And I think a lot of times it's, it is something as simple as just, you know, lifting each other up. You know, I, I always tell people I've been married to my beautiful wife for 30 years and we don't agree on everything. That's right. So, so how, so how, and there's nobody in the world that I love more than my wife. That's so right. How, why would we expect that everybody's going to agree on everything politically? I mean, it's just, it's, it's this unrealistic expectation that we, that to be quite frank, I think the media is created you know, yeah. where you have to be, we either have to agree a hundred percent on everything or I can't like you. And that's just crazy. It's insanity. And so, you know, my hope is, and I've told Hetty this, regardless of the outcome Tuesday, I sure hope if, if he isn't successful this time around, and I think he will be, but if he isn't, you know, I don't want this to be his last time running because we need people, men and women that have the mindset and the, and the passion that Hetty has, we need folks like that in public office. I mean, we need them in public office so, so badly because they set the tone. And, you know, so I, I just, I just, I, I, I just love it when I hear somebody that's, that's aspiring to serve through the political world. When they say the first thing you, we ask a question day, the first thing he says is lift people up. I mean, because everywhere we look, all we're doing is tearing each other down. Yeah. And so it's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, 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 I want to go back. Go ahead. Not always been on the same page. Uh, I remember one time Phil and I were in a meeting in the trolley situation. Yeah, yeah I do. Like Phil, when, he, when we first started talking about this trolley situation in Guthrie, and I, and I can't remember the exact, if we were talking about 
financing it or what does that look like? Yeah, we were, I think we're on a committee to, um, we were just, there was, I think, wasn't it the, the Mumford and Sons money that had came in or something? There was yeah. something that the city had had. It was either that or one of the, some tax dollars. And we were looking at different ways, you know, what was the priorities within yeah. the got through. I, I, but I, yeah, it's been a few years, but yeah. I have a hard time remembering 30 minutes ago in my advanced <laughs> age, but, but it was something along those lines. Yeah. Phil and I were in that meeting and Phil at first is like, and I won't say he's anti-trolley, no. but he wasn't really just sure about the trolley being a, a top priority. And, uh, and so th this is the power of sharing stories, like really getting people to connect with one another. And this reason is important to share stories. I started sharing the story with Phil that my mother had a stroke yep. and my mom couldn't even, I thought my mom was going to die really. And my mom ended up coming living with us and she started kind of getting back on her feet and the trolley was going to, was her main mode of transportation. And now once my mom got on her feet, my mom got a vehicle. And now today my mom is driving the trolley for other people. But when I heard we thought that Phil was like, Oh, you know, he was willing to move the trolley up a little bit more. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because honestly, my understanding of what the trolley, I didn't realize the trolley, I never thought about, because listen, everybody's life is their own frame of reference, right? Yeah. And fortunately or unfortunately, I'd say unfortunately, I got 108 vehicles that I pay insurance for and everything. So I never have to ride the trolley. Yeah. And I, and, and I'm lucky and blessed. And, you know, so I just don't, have to, I don't, that's not something in my world that I think about when, when, but when Hedy shared the story of his mother and I started realizing, okay, this is how people are getting to the grocery store. It's how they're getting to their doctor's appointment. It's how they're going to the pharmacy to get the medicine they need. It's, it's, it's how they're going to see their loved ones in some cases. Well, then obviously it becomes, it's now it becomes important to me because I just, I didn't realize, I just thought it was yeah. something that, you know, to be quite frank, you know, that people would just do for fun things. Like it was just yeah. like a, get a group of people together and go right around. To, you know, I didn't understand. Yeah. And then, so once you realize it provides these incredible services to the folks, not just in Guthrie, but in the, in the surrounding area, then it became a much more important thing. And I'm glad you used that example, Hetty, because that's exactly why telling stories and lifting each other up is so important yeah. because you learn, you know, and then, and then obviously you got to be willing to change if, if you learn something. Well, that's and, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Some people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Some people aren't. And some so people I got a lot of bad qualities. Change. That's not one of them. I'm okay, I'm okay with change, but, yeah. but, it, but that's, that's such a good example. That's such a good example. So I, who doesn't who, who doesn't love Hetty's mama? I mean, come how on. How can you come how on. can you be mean to somebody's mom who had a stroke? I mean, honestly, that's just that's just wrong. There's something wrong with you yeah. at that point. Yeah. So it, the thing that the two points I've taken here that I really like today that I think can, we can share with everybody out there that wants to be a leader is a understand other people's frame of reference before you point a finger, or judge, or open your mouth. Understand where they're coming from. Listen yeah. to them. Listen to them. And then the other thing is is lift people up. And I've seen that. And and with that, I want to ask this question. What is your vision for the future of Oklahoma? We get a lot of bad raps out there. And, and honestly, you know, great leaders have a good vision for what the future looks like in this state. And honestly, I've lived here now 10 years. I'm married to Noki, and I love the state, and I love the people. So I'd love to hear your perspective on what you see as Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, I want to see Oklahoma be a place that people want to get moved to, you know, come to and raise their families and uh, start new careers and, uh, and, and create opportunities for themselves from an entrepreneur's perspective. You know, uh, that's the kind of place I want to see. It's the same kind of place I want to see Guthrie be. 
you know, whenever I came to Guthrie, uh, one of the reasons I started the Guthrie American brand, another one of the reasons I started the Guthrie American brand was we wanted to create workshops and things like that that brought people into Guthrie and to get them to start thinking, but also begin to see the town in a different light. Uh, and then also we started hashtag choose Guthrie uh, because we want to see people make Guthrie a priority because the more you do life here, the more you begin to appreciate that. And I want to see that for our state. I want to see that for Perry. I want to see that for Hennessy. I want to see that for rural America. And, uh, and But I think once you do that for those places, it impacts the whole state. Yep. And now you got people saying, hey, I, and people are already coming in this direction anyway, but I want to see that continue to, I want Oklahoma to be one of the top five states in, in the nation where people are saying, that's where I want to go and, and raise my family. That's where I want to be at. I want my kids to say, I want to come back to Guthrie. You know, like, I want this to be a place where my kids think, man, yeah, I'm going to go off to college, but Guthrie's where I'm coming back to because there's opportunity there. It's a great place to raise your family. There's quality of life there. It's connected to Oklahoma City. You know, it's right down the street from Stillwater. Like, I still want Guthrie to be that place, and I want that to be for our state as well. Well, that's amazing. So uh, do you have anything you'd like to share with the Bold Leadership Nation um, beyond what we've talked about? And I'll let you do it in a minute. But I want to thank you for, for being here today. And I, I really want to thank you for setting the example for young men to follow yeah. um, with your election, with your race, with just how you carry yourself every day, with the fact that you're willing to hold your hand out and listen to people's stories and understand their perspective. And, and frankly, I'll be very honestly, I've learned a ton from you, and I truly appreciate that. So with that, what else, is there anything else you'd like to share with the Bold Leadership Nation um, on the podcast tonight and, and, and live Twitch feed, which we had quite a few people. We had 10 people watching tonight, which, you know, hey, 10 people. It's not bad. Come on, that's 10 people. That's right. And one, I want people to subscribe. If they have not subscribed to your podcast, subscribe. <laughs> that's the best way uh, to stay connected to the uh, great content and information that you all are giving out. Uh, the second thing would be um, – Continue to discover what are those right things for your life that uh, allows for you to live your greatest story. Uh, I think everyone has a story, and sometimes we just sleep on it versus cultivating it and make it greater. So I think keep discovering what are those things you need to be consistent in to, to get the most out of your story. That is awesome. Phil, you got any other questions or anything else? Well, I think the biggest thing I'd just like to tell everybody is, is um, and I'm very partial, but uh, because I love this man that we're interviewing tonight, but um, Hetty Coleman is the real deal. I mean, he, he truly loves others. He truly wants to serve others. There's no pretense. There's no, there's no motive in anything he does other than he wants to see people shine and do wonderful things. And I, and truly um, Hetty, just a brother in Christ and somebody that loves you as a man um, I just thank you for being who you are because it, it, it touches a lot of people's lives in ways that I don't think you fully grasp everybody that you touch. And so, um, we appreciate you. Um, uh, we're, we want to encourage everybody to get out and vote on Tuesday. You know, a lot of brave men and women have, have paid the ultimate price to have the freedoms that we have. Yeah. And to me, there's none more sacred than the, than the, than the, responsibility it's a freedom but it's also a responsibility to get out and vote and so we encourage everybody to do that um and just thank you again hetty for spending time with us tonight and and uh we just you know we just appreciate you absolutely 
Well, thank you all. Thank you very so, much. So with that, Hetty, um, go vote on Tuesday. If you don't vote, then you don't get a say in the future of our great state and the country. No. So please go do your civic duty. Um, Hetty, thank you again. And with that, this episode of Bold Leadership, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. 